Actually, my first year anniversary episode of the Replenish Me show. I'm so excited and honored to continue to share strategies with women so that they can heal by building a system of self-nurturing um, through nourishing with wholesome food, energizing with movement, and reframing their perspective so that they can heal their health conditions and detoxify their bodies and their minds. So today, I am going to have like a special, special treat. Rebecca Brown is a woman that I met, I feel like only six months ago, but we immediately like vibed and connected because no surprise there, she is um, a certified yoga instructor. She helps people to laugh and really bring joy. But more importantly, what we're going to focus on today is she's a certified money coach and a certified professional coach. And she's going to tell us all about abundance and how to be it, live it, and reframe our perspective with it. Welcome to the show. Thank you, super happy to be here, Cordelia. <laughs> so tell me, how did you like evolve from doing more spiritual work to, being, to doing more, um, I guess, what is that called? More uh, practical work, right? Like when people think of money, they think of like things that you have to do, right? It's interesting because the field of money coaching I'm in is actually in the behavioral realm versus the, I mean, we do touch on the practical, but we talk about the emotional and the behavioral and the spiritual aspect of money and really bringing the human element to conversations around money. And I got into it because I was finding my coaching clients were bringing money to the table because money touches every part of our life. So whether they were bringing an agenda about their relationship, their business, their career, money um, touches that. And so I wanted a tool um, in my toolkit <laughs> to really help them and really myself too, I would say I did the money coaching certification 50% for me too, and um, to really dive in and recognize and transform my relationship with money as well. That's a really important point because a lot of what we do, right, it has, it, it's a healing for us first and foremost. And then by extension, we want to share that healing with others. So, absolutely. Very neat. And you'll get to hear my co-host and my lovely children um, outside the door, as you guys are used to. Um, <clears throat> so I want to just dive in a little bit deeper. So um, what do people come to you with and what, what have uh, you seen? Just give like one um, typical kind of case study of how you've been working with people. Sure. So folks come in the door, obviously, with a variety of money stories and relationships and patterns. And they're 
either patterns and beliefs that they've inherited from their parents or grandparents or anyone in their past when they were young who had a significant um, impact on their relationship with money and or they've seen something and they've reacted so i'll give myself as a case study and kind of dive into my story <laughs> so i grew up in a very practical really straightforward middle class bubble um, where everything was budgeted and tracked you know i clearly remember going and having my mother help me open my first checking account and you had to balance at the end of every month. If there was a penny off, you had to go back and do the math and make sure, you know, everything is, you know, all in line. So I grew up, you know, never really feeling like there wasn't enough, but also not feeling um, a sense of abundance and extravagance, right? You had to work hard for money. You had to really um, track it and make sure and make sure that you had money to be safe. You know, in my family, we valued experiences over things. And so we did a lot of travel. We, I remember going to the shore when I was a child with my parents and my grandparents. We took motorhome trips out west, three of them all loaded in, you know, the family loaded it and went out. So experiences, and I inherited that, right? So then when I went to travel, I went and volunteered for a year in the Philippines right out of college. And I was really this, you know, middle-class bubble to really, you know, super um, the poorest of the poor in the Philippines and really walking beside them and being with them in that space. And it really started to shine a light on, you know, in my mind at that time, I was like, wow, money can also do bad things in the world, right? And that went in my head because I remember standing in line with a water jug with a group of women, women in community conversations, um, and we're waiting for three hours to fill our jugs of water. And right across the highway, they're watering a golf course, and there's plenty of water, right? There's an abundance. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, money can also be used to keep people down, and it's, it, it can be bad. But in that space, I also saw children who were playing with whatever was at hand, and who were swimming and having a wonderful time in a very polluted women or a very polluted river. The groups of women were just having a lovely time in community chatting while they're waiting in line. So it also, you know, started to create this lens of abundance is beyond just material wealth and prosperity. There's more, there's there are more layers involved. So as I dove into this money coaching process for myself, I was like, wow, I have a belief in my head that money is bad and money's not good or bad, you know? And so really the more we choose to dive into our stories and see what we've woven all around this box of money, you know, then the more we're able to transform where we're coming from. That's really amazing. I like that. And to be able to, to really, um, be in that environment to see what abundance can be from the relationship level while those people who don't have anything right um they don't see themselves in scarcity right but coming from where we live we clearly see that they're in scarcity from the monetary viewpoint and that's why, you know, I say right now, my mission is really to bridge those worlds, bridge the worlds of 
pleasure and purpose, right? Because you're also living in abundance when you're living from your purpose and prosperity, right? It's, it's a combination of, of all of those pieces. It really is. So I like that. I like your twist because like the typical, when we think of money coaches, we typically think of the, you know, just changing your scarcity mindset or something like that, but no one ever really has a holistic money coach kind of perspective. Mm -hmm. So I really, I appreciate that view. Mm -hmm. um, so what have you been doing in the community so far to, to really help people to change? I mean, I, I know what you're doing because I see it on your LinkedIn, but for our viewers and listeners, tell us all about it. Yeah, so I'm really, so I just launched actually this week, the Abundance Playground to really look and start to play with that idea of bringing our purpose more to the forefront, to develop a community around abundance beyond the paycheck. So that's one piece of what I'm doing. And then I also do a lot of one-on-one -on -one and take folks through the core, like a money coaching process, which was developed by Deborah Price of the Money Coaching Institute, where I got certified. And it really takes a deep dive into a client's story, right? A deep dive into their money biography and where beliefs and patterns are inherited. And so at the end of this process, they have a clear map of their positive and their challenging um, money patterns, and then ways to transform those and shift them from the challenging to the positive. They also get an understanding of which money archetype is really running the show for them. So we take a, dot, a deep dive into those eight um, money archetypes to kind of see what, what's challenging. Because the reality is we have all of these in our lives. <laughs> and at different points in time, different archetypes are driving our car, so to speak. And so... Um, so I take clients through that. And then we really also, like I said, look at the human element, right? So beyond the debts and the assets and a budget that someone has, that practical piece, what are their living assets? What do they bring to the table just as they are that they can use to source and sustain themselves more fully to leverage those, whether it's speaking or writing or being a caregiver or their personality type, their all of those skills, talents, abilities that we have that can't be taken away, how can that then be leveraged more fully to have, to source, sustain, and have this abundant, um, sense of abundance in their life? Okay, so let's say you have a client that comes to you and she's like, you know, Rebecca, I, to I totally resonate with what you're saying, but the fact is, you know, I was able to make all this money in my business. And now I found that my purpose is, you know, to clean water in, you know, in, in the Philippines. Right. And I just, but I need to pay my bills. How do I marry those two? Mm -hmm. So what I would say is that is a very classic creator artist, um, money archetype. And really for the creator artist, it's this idea that they're the ones that have um, a hard time charging what they're worth. They're the ones that really feel like they've come with a gift and they should just give this gift away, right? And so for them, it's really um, the healing lesson is to bridge the world of the material world with this spiritual world. 
um, that they that they come from. And so it's recognizing that it's you know, we do, we live in a material world. You need to have your needs met and that's okay. And so really for the creator artist, it is, it's, it's, it's creating that bridge step by step to recognize that, yes, you have a gift to share, but you also deserve to be compensated so that you can live in this material space. So, um, and for a person who, they're like really their their whole purpose in life is like look I can't imagine doing anything um without charging for it like if someone wants to breathe my air for 15 minutes you know they need to pay me a thousand dollars like what would you say to that person so for that person there's a um I would say you know it would take a little bit more sifting through it but um, so that one is sounds a little bit like the tyrant archetype. And so the tyrant really looks at controlling, using money to like controlling people in situations with money, hoarding, like bringing in, like really, really be, control is a big piece of that for a tyrant. And so if somebody presents in that manner, then the healing lesson is really to understand that they are worthy just as they are without their money, right? And so somebody who's saying, you know, the air I breathe is worth a thousand dollars, right? So that person, so a lot of their self-worth then is likely tied up in money. So a healing, it, it's working to heal that level with that particular person. So let you keep talking about self-worth. So let's dive into that a little bit. Um, how, how can people reframe their perspective on self-worth? Like, how do you help them with that? Yeah, so again, it, it, um, it depends on what is showing up in a person's kind of grid that we map out in terms of their beliefs and behaviors. But some of the healing pieces are, a big piece is forgiveness. Mm. And it starts with ourselves, right? Forgiving ourselves for, whatever whatever we're showing up with like whether it's a scarcity mindset whether it's um you know showing up with a lack of abundance whether it's fear anxiety guilt stress controlling whatever those are starting with forgiving ourselves from that place and then forgiving those in our money story and in our money history our money biography who have had an impact in creating that right and so it could be um, a form of, you know, there's the Hawaiian practice of Ho'oponopono. And so, you know, you start with your name, Rebecca, I love you. I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. And then you do that for everybody in your money story and you start to release that because in releasing um, these pieces, then we're able to open our container to draw in more abundance. Um, so forgiveness is a form of antivirus software, so to speak, on our money story, <laughs> on our relationship. Like that. Yeah, that's so true. It is. Yeah. And so forgiveness letters are another, another piece. Um, EFT, uh, doing EFT and tapping around some of these uh, pieces around self-worth and what we're showing up with are also some other techniques that we, um, that we work with. And again, it, it kind of depends. It's like it's person by person in terms of what is showing up for them and what is most prevalent. So after, 
after you go through your money story and you start to identify these behaviors and beliefs, you know, there might be a lot that are challenging and then it gets overwhelming. <laughs> so you pick your top three and just pick some steps like day by day, I'm committing to, you know, doing Ho'oponopono for myself. I'm committing to, if you're the innocent archetype who just wants to stick their head in the sand, <laughs> it's I'm committed to looking at my accounts every day, once a day, just checking in on my money. And just starting to take small steps over time will compound and work towards transforming that relationship. That's really interesting. I've noticed like in a lot of different veins, um, a lot of the coaches are getting into this archetype thing. And the, I first really heard about it last year and I was like, oh, I don't know, that sounds a little bit woo woo for me. But um, then, you know, now you're talking about it today and, you know, Tanika, someone else we know and another woman. And so how important is it to really know your archetype? And do you, I mean, is, is it absolutely necessary? Is there, is that the only way? It's definitely not the only way. It is a, it is one way. <laughs> There's no right way for anyone, right? Yeah. Um, so archetypes is a is a way of understanding your story right mm -hmm. so as you start to understand the archetypes then you're able to say hey i'm going to take counsel with this archetype right now you know like the innocent is trying trying to drive my car but i really want to activate my warrior which is the archetype of action and so really it's a framework of understanding so that as you go through your day you can take counsel with the, and some of it's inner child healing work too. You know, there are folks that um, come to the table that have a strong martyr archetype who are really taking care of other people and their money. They're making good money, but it's going right back out the door to care for everyone else. And so for them, it's really recognizing those times that when the martyr's like, hey, what about me? What can you do to fill that martyr up? so that you, you can activate the warrior. So it's a way really of understanding, um, understanding the conversations that go on in our heads and go on in our brain as we make our financial decisions and as we you know, pay attention to our money. So in money coaching, there's the innocent archetype, there's the victim archetype, there's the martyr, there's the creator artist, who's the archetype of vision, the warrior, the magician, the tyrant, and the fool. And so depending on which one, so for instance, if you have a strong fool and a strong martyr, then when you're feeling like your needs aren't getting met, and if you don't take counsel with that martyr, you may go out and be a fool and just go, go on a spending binge or go gambling or do something like that and then because you're not taking counsel with the martyr so really when you understand the archetypes you start to understand the conversations that actually happen in your brain that clarifies it for me i see mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's um it's kind of like that inner dialogue you know it's like taking yourself from one place to another and being and, and it's a real conscious effort because you know those things, those qualities about yourself. So, yeah, and that's the, I mean, I think that is hitting the nail on the head because where money is concerned, we often get triggered 
and we go into our instinctual or our emotional brain and we actually temporarily lose access to the thinking brain. And that's where a lot of flawed decisions happen. And so the more we can bring our beliefs and behaviors and patterns into our conscious awareness, that's when we can start to transform our relationship. Because oftentimes it is, it's, it's happening at a subconscious level. We're not recognizing these conversations. You know, we're just, we're just going with it. I mean, another way to look at it is, if you look at a stage, right, there's the leading actor on the stage that you're totally paying attention to. There's some supporting roles. And then there's like the chorus in the background. <laughs> and if your archetype of action or um, the magician, which is the master ma manifester, right, they're the ones that believe there is enough. If they're back in the chorus, then they're just not getting heard. They're drowned out by the leading actors on the role. So really it's moving them forward and moving the other pieces backwards. But it takes a conscious effort to do that and really the choice, right? It all starts with the choice, the choice to say, I am diving in. I'm, I'm making this a priority in my life. So what will people do in your Abundance Playground? So the Abundance Playground is all about uh, combining these ideas of play and laughter and joy with the idea of purpose, right? What is our purpose? Diving into what we are here to do on this planet and then prosperity and looking at ways to create more prosperity and to share prosperity and to tap into the abundance all around us. And so, you know, there'll be posts, there's posts every day and then um, there will be, <laughs> watching soon, um, some abundance play shops. Mm -hmm. and really full of challenges and things to tap into abundance beyond the paycheck. Okay. So I want to go back to the women in the Philippines for a minute. A lot of times we, um, you know, we'll have our bills paid, but we, you know, feel so empty. And it's like, okay, I'm successful, but I just don't want to live anymore. So that's kind of what you're saying will happen in the abundance playground. You'll, we'll get a chance to play with keeping our happy, but broke personality, except for we're going to be happy inside and out. Is that what yeah. you mean? Okay. Yeah. It's really looking at, um, you know, cause it's bridging this, it's also bridging this world of, you know, the laughter and the play and the forest therapy pieces of what I do with the coaching element. And so, you know, my experience is at least the clients that I am working with are women and really looking at this idea that life is kind of tepid right now, kind of what you're talking about. Like life is I'm just going through the motions, you know, and they're starting to wake up. They're starting to say, hey, I want some, I, I want more, you know. And sometimes they're in a transition and, you know, their kids have flown the coop or um, they, there's a death or a divorce that they were not expecting. And so there's this idea that there's this transition and they're waking up and they are ready to kind of get more out of life, right? I've given myself to my kids. I've given myself to my career. What do I want? And so really it's, it's 
taking a look at that and saying, okay, I'm stepping out of this box and I'm stepping into my life. And so that's what I'm really looking at doing in that abundance playground, looking at this place of that abundance is all around us and that we can tap into it, but it also does start inside. (laughs) And so it starts with really choosing to do our work, really understanding what we want to create and then connecting within so that we can connect without too. I like that. So since you're, um, what, forest certified, or does this mean we get to go out into nature? (laughs) Well, that is in the works for one of the challenges for a play shop. There will be a nature play shop. (laughs) So yeah, get ready for scavenger hunts, get ready for nature connection activities, get ready for, yes. (laughs) You know, I would love to hear that. And, And what else? Um, okay. So you mentioned just now that you work with women. So is that is, that's your ideal client. You only work with women. That's my ideal client. I do not only work with women, but that's my ideal client. Yes. (laughs) Everybody has their niche, but you know, sometimes you resonate with someone and it's outside of your niche and that's fine. (laughs) And it's interesting because I feel like that's where, so in my professional coaching realm, in terms of personal and professional development, it's been mainly women. As I have branched out to bring in more money coaching, it's been more mixed. So it depends on what resonates with, you know, the person and what they're looking for and what they, what they're, what they desire and what they're attracting. (laughs) That's funny that you should say that because I thought when I was getting, um, I was moving away from the weight loss stuff really focused and moving more into just like the self-care thing. A lot of guys were just like, you know, men can use this too. You know, we have really stressful lives. And I was like, well, yeah, you do. Yeah, you're right. I'm not excluding you, but you know, it's right. You just don't think about it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's funny. So um, now you have the Abundance Playground. Is that like a course or like what other events do you have up? How can people connect with you and work with you? Yeah, so I have my website and you can go there and learn a little bit more about the money coaching process and what's involved. There's also um, a place there to sign up for notification of when the next group money circle is coming along because I also do that one-on-one but also in a group setting. And so that's on my website, rebeccabrowncoaching.com. And then the Abundance Playground is on Facebook and it is, you know, it's a, it's a open group. (laughs) So feel free to ask to join and um, come on in and play with us. So that's, I don't, um, right now there are no launches um, going on in my business per se, but yeah, I'd love to have you come play with me. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Um, Rebecca is an amazing woman and person and like, no matter how you choose to work with her, uh, you definitely want to reach out to her with her website, Rebecca Brown Coaching. And I think you should definitely come into the, the Facebook group because I feel like that's going to be a super fun place. So you get a better feel for like um, how she works and what she does and what you're capable of bringing out of yourself. So, Yeah. And of course, not that I would ever try to do anything that people don't want to do, but I might like a little bit twist her arm and make her do a retreat next year or something for, 
<laughs> Retreats are on the radar. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I, I really am happy that you're, you're here today and explaining everything to us. I, um, I do have like two or three more questions if you have a couple of minutes. Oh yeah, for sure. So I was, I was just wondering if like for myself, I feel like I go through phases of abundance, like, you know, of the abundance in my heart, right? So sometimes it'll be a very spiritual thing for me. And then other times it's a very material thing for me. Mm -hmm. How can I be more consistent and, you know, be more in flow with, with my whole process? Mm -hmm. I think some of that is looking at what is prevalent when you are in each of those states. So what is the money belief that is prevalent for you when you are in the more spiritual in your heart base? You know, what, what are the beliefs? What are the behaviors? What are the patterns that you're seeing around money when you're in that space? And then when you're in the space of um, more material wealth, right? What are the beliefs? What are the behaviors? Like, where is your focus at that point? Because what we're focusing on, right, where our attention is, that's also where the energy is going to flow, right? So if you're focusing on a joyful heart and really coming from a space of inner abundance, right, then more, you're attracting more inner abundance. If you're focusing on solely material, right, then that's what you're bringing in and you may be lacking the inner, right? Yeah. And so that's, I mean, that's also you know, why I created the playground really to marry those two worlds and to look at like, like the post, I don't know if you saw the post I made today, but it was a picture. I went out and picked a whole bunch of cherries from the tree, right? Oh, so yeah. whole, it's an abundance of cherries, right? And once we start to recognize the abundance that is all around us, right? The abundance that's present in the world, the abundance that's present in our inner world, in our relationships, in our career, once we start focusing and putting our attention on abundance itself versus material abundance, inner abundance, but abundance, right? Then we are bridging both of those worlds and we're able to bring them together. I like that. Okay, so it's not like we don't have to categorize abundance. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, because- it's interesting, I so I, I have put out there, um, you know, what's your definition of abundance? And everybody has a different, you know, a different idea, a different definition of, of what that might be. And it's fascinating to me. And so I'm doing a little bit of research to see, you know, really, really what people really do define abundance at, and then look at how we can redefine that. Um, you know, cause also for me, abundance for the longest time in my life was really based on freedom right and free time and the ability to do what i wanted when i wanted on my terms you know and i created consulting work based on that i created a lifestyle but really i called it my golden handcuffs because it was allowing me this freedom but it might have not have been quite material freedom, right? And so I'm like, okay, so I've created this box. Like I'm not allowing myself to look inside the traditional box because I don't want to work a nine to five job. I don't want to do that, right? right? But there are pieces of that traditional box that I wasn't allowing myself to, to look into, 
right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, so starting to look at that and redefine abundance for myself made me think, hey, you know, all my clients are coming with this money stuff too, right? Redefining abundance on your own terms. What does that look like? And that's what we're doing in the playground. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I, um, I want to, I, I, you know, it's funny that I categorize abundance because I try not to label things. I try to see things like in their holistic view, but they're just like some things that, you know, like in this interview, not that you're having a discovery call with me or anything, but <laughs> I'm really identifying with some of the stuff you're talking about. So, um, <laughs> but I think that's good, you know, for, for our listeners and for our viewers to kind of see what that looks like so they can introspect, you know, as they're listening. And I think that will help um, them to better connect with their story and then, you know, want to come and play. And really, I think that's the thing, right? I think it starts, A, with permission, right? It starts with giving ourselves permission to say, hey, I'm going to open this box. I'm actually going to start to unravel pieces of my money story that I've woven all around, this, this idea of money, right? We all have our stories and our beliefs that are surrounding this, right? But the more we start to unravel, then we can dig around in that subconscious and that unconscious, right? And in that belief that was implanted in there when we were eight years old, because we saw a conversation or um, we felt a sense of lack when we were growing up, or we felt a sense of fear. That's in our brain. It is fired and wired in there in a groove. And we don't necessarily recognize that. But once we give ourselves permission to a, be gentle, right? Be gentle with ourselves as we start to dive into the story. But then making that choice to say, hey, our relationship with money, our relationship with abundance is worth it. I'm going to do this work. So we make that choice first and then we dive into those stories and then we choose to create, right? It starts with choice and then it goes to create. What do you want to create in your life? What, what do you want your relationship with money to look like? What new belief do you want to put? What new groove do you want to fire and wire in your brain? And then after, you know, once you think about creating, then how do you want to connect that, right? What do you want to reconnect with within and then connect with out in the community and the world and the nature around you to really bring in the abundance that is beyond money? So it's really like, I like to look at it as three C's, right? It's making that choice, um, really doing the creative work and then really doing the connection work. And it's almost like you can read my mind because my last question was <laughs> what are the three top takeaways from this conversation. <laughs> well, yeah. I, would say those, I would say those would be um, three and really just starting to, you know, maybe it starts with a journal, right? You just have a notebook with you and for a week or two, anything when a, when a decision or a, um, a fear or anxiety or stress or control or whatever it is pops up for you, just write it down. Just start to write down the beliefs. And then as you look at this list of beliefs in your journal, start to think of where, where might that have come from? Really close your eyes and lean into, did I hear a conversation when I was a child? Did I um, experience something when I was young? Did I see something? Um, was there uh, 
something that was spoken over and over in my family. Like you have to work hard for money. You have to work hard for money. Cause then you're taking that in. Cause most of our beliefs quite honestly around money are fired and wired by the age of eight. Hmm. So we take them in, we record them, they're in our brain. And as adults in our forties or fifties or whatever, <laughs> you know, you are, um, you're operating on this operating system of a child. And so it's looking at and starting to source those and say, okay, I'm ready to release that. Because when we start to release that, that's when we start to open our container to also receive and bring in, bring in more. So I would say, you know, so yes, the three C's, <laughs> but also in terms of things to do, like keep a money journal. Um, the other piece, especially if you have a strong um, martyr or something uh, or a fool to really create a list of those things that bring you joy and those things that fill you up that are free and do one of those a day, right? Because then you're, you're filling up, you're filling up that well of abundance inside so that you can bring it in without spending money, nothing's going out. So creating that joy list. Um, and then the third step, I would say, come play with us in the playground. <laughs> oh yes, that, that should, I think it should be reverse order. Number one, joy. <laughs> playground. Yeah, love it. And, and, um, yeah, I'm I'm a member there, and even though you haven't really started up, but I, I can already see what we're going to be doing. So, yeah, thank you so much for your time, Rebecca. Yeah, thank you for having me, Cordelia. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that you're here, and um, I like to you know bring different ways to that we can care for ourselves. You know, I feel like inculcating abundance is a form of self-care you know mm -hmm. i really do believe that so when you approached me i was like why didn't i ever ask her before this is like like so paramount because it's it drives our emotions and everything and you've like really touched on all those things right mm -hmm. it absolutely does and when we when we feel like we are in a state of abundance both within and without then we're able to fully you know, serve our purpose here on this planet too, and really able to, because a lot of times, especially as women, right, we give and give and give and give, and we don't fill our own well, right? And also as women, we're really good at holding space for others, but maybe not holding that same space for ourselves. And so in opening up this idea of you know, redefining what abundance is individually for you and starting to make that a priority, right? Then we're able to give more. We're able to have our well filled so that we can hold that space. And we're, you know, we're putting ourselves, if you put yourself on top of the priority list, everybody benefits. Yeah. You know, I know that's counterintuitive. Everybody's like, you gotta take care of everyone else and then you can take care of you. But if you put yourself at the top, everybody will benefit. <laughs> And I can tell you, I can testify to that as a mother of six. I'm going to tell you what, because when mommy's not happy, it all falls down. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. And um, I appreciate your time. And um, please, listeners and viewers, connect with Rebecca and share this out with your friends and your network, um, because we all deserve abundance in our life. Thank you, Cordelia. Thank you.
Amazing. 